For much of written history, world events followed charted routes. Oracles and seers mapped out the future in the stars above, and their prophecies always gave a reliable view of the ages to come. Until a god died a century ago. No one saw that coming, and now the old prophecies are failing. Oracles go mad and seers desperately try to account for the loss of the future. While some cry out that the world is at an end, they've been doing so for a hundred years now, and the world is still here. It's just unclear where things are going. The future of Galarian is open, ready to receive the triumphs and failures of a new generation of heroes. Welcome to Rise of the Rune Lords. So when we left off, people were in various locations doing various things. It has been a while. Yes. Marana has left the drinking party and gone home. The drinking party went off wandering, picked up Marcus from the church, and went back to the bar. And Walks has gone off into the woods to do a communion with his new quill and has done some auto-writing question and answer time. We are skipping to the next morning and having everyone converge at breakfast, as usual. Everyone, you say? Everyone. Okay. Family uh, Yeah, I'm figuring at some point, because it uh, walks with Bird's head after the communion, come to the conclusion that he needed to have a chat with people. Yes. Not, not knowing where everyone was that evening. It's a pretty safe assumption with this group. You can usually find them in the bar in the morning getting breakfast. So we will converge everyone at that nexus. Marcus will actually be one of the first ones there for breakfast this morning. He'll be there very early. Marana would definitely not be one of the first people there. Uh, it's it's not a likely thing that Barmy's up. Fox will uh, enter and not really say much. Just go to I don't know. What are waiters in and in? In the Rusty Dragon, yeah, you, you have a server. Okay. Uh, Bethana, the halfling. He'll just walk over to Bethana and kind of like, in kind of a low voice, order breakfast and go have a seat. Yeah, in a few minutes. How early would this be when Walks arrives? It's definitely after Marcus, depending on what you just mentioned. Okay. It's still fairly early. Yeah, Marcus would have probably finished eating already then. So you'll you'll see the remains of breakfast, the dead plate or whatever in front of him. Mox isn't really going to acknowledge Marcus yet. He's sitting down and just kind of flipping through a journal. Seems kind of fixated on it a little bit. And is just waiting for food. There'll be a sort of like assessing glance as walks arrives but Marcus isn't going to say anything just for clarity is walks still I assume he's still in giant form yes are his scars still showing yes okay thank you safe to say just general expectation 
Um, he's always in giant form, unless otherwise stated. Yeah. Okay. Here's your food. Did you want anything to drink with that? Uh, just water. Bethana looks over at Marcus. Anything for you, love? Um, some more water would be good. Thank you. All right. She toddles off. Walks, eats, kind of, I don't know. Not really at a fast pace, but almost like someone trying to protect their food. Um, he gobbles it down. Looking over at Marcus, he says, we need to talk when everyone's here. There's a definite pause before Marcus responds, but... Yes, I was thinking something similar myself. Atapa approaches the table and sits down, hiding a yawn with her hand. Morning, everyone. Morning, Atapa. Walks just grumbles. Here's your waters. What would you like? Oh, may I have some porridge and some tea, please? Right away. Atipa kind of looks at Marcus and walks with birds. How is everyone? Fox will just give her a look and not say much. Focusing mostly on his journal still. Raises an eyebrow. For myself, thinking about what's about to happen, contemplating the future. So, take that as you will. Do you have a good gut feeling or a bad one? Let's say complicated. Mm-hmm. But we should probably wait for the others before... Nathana lightly sets your porridge and tea in front of you and slips away without saying a word. Thank you. At the pistache suite. Uh, Fen starts to approach the table. And he's hung over. Morning. Morning. Someone's looking worse for wear. Morning. Uh, maybe I had too much to drink last night. Just maybe. Just maybe? Yeah, I mean, it's a really intense headache, so a little too much. I'll admit. Marcus nods. You see him reach into a pocket, pull something out, have a look at it, and then tosses a small packet to Ben. Get some water, mix that in it. And drink it. Okay. Fenn will call attention to uh, Bethana. Yes, love? Uh, could I have some bread, cheese, and a big mug of water? You're ordering water. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to treat myself this time. She smiles and turns away. As she's walking away, the door swings open. Marana steps in. Still without the cloak. Her hair's tied back got various belts of pouches hanging off her shoulders and waist. She makes her way inside, nods to everyone sitting there, sinks into a chair and just leans it back a little bit. Morning. Yes, it is, isn't it? Good morning, Marana. Are you? Um, that's a new look. It's a new me. 
A good sign, I hope. <laughs> we shall see. Max is trying to gauge Marana's general demeanour and try and get a read on her this morning. Marana seems very confident. Um, she had been acting aloof, probably would be the, the best way to describe it. it. Not quite shy, but not open either, right? Mm-hmm. Standoffish. Yeah. Definitely. Any hint of that type of withdrawn nature is gone. Well, at least externally. Cloak is gone. Gloves are gone. Bithana sets down a loaf of bread and a, a half wheel of some goat cheese. Pitcher of water. Ah, thank you. She looks over at Marana. Takes a double take. Well, you're not being shy anymore now, are you? No, it didn't seem like it would serve a purpose anymore. So, what would you like? Um, well, some sausage, eggs, and a glass of wine. Coming right up. Fen take the, takes the opportunity to dump the uh, contents of what Marcus threw him into the water and drinks it. When you open the packet, the contents look a bit like salt sort of like a, a crystalline powder like that when you dump it in the water it immediately starts fizzing and dissolving and making some weird colors in the water oh that's very fizzy oh oh that went up my nose so uh what does this do drink it give it five ten fifteen minutes depending you'll feel a lot better Bethana comes back, places Marana's order in front of her. As you shift to get closer to the table, Marana, you kick something under the table. You think you might have kicked maybe walks with birds, foot or something? Blink a little bit and look up, look under the table. Uh, you apparently have kicked Barmy, who is asleep under the table. Uh, I, hmm. Nudges him with her foot again. A little harder. <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> what? Some coffee for this one. She points under the table. Yes. Where am I? Will that be enough? Oh, I recognize this table. And get him a glass of water as well. A chair might help. There are chairs here. Uh, it does help if I look up. Yes, if you can manage. Uh, the nearest chair. Uh, do do Is there a chair between Morana and Wax? Sure. I start climbing up that chair and sit. I'm not sure if I'm Ilo. How much did you drink? Uh, I didn't know I was supposed to keep count. I know how to find out. What's my tab at? Uh, tab? Then she sets down a pitcher of water and two cups of very strong coffee. Yeah, do I have one? Uh, no. Did I, did I pay it? 
Yeah. How much did I pay? <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh, five gold. Okay, that's not too bad. I'll drink about that much, apparently. Just months of salary worth of alcohol in one night. Yeah. For anyone but an adventurer. Yeah. They didn't start drinking coffee. Much like he drinks beer. Choke, 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 choke. Marcus? Yes? Do you have anything that could save his intestines? I have something that will make him feel better if he wants it. Either his intestines have survived or they're beyond saving. I really prefer this conversation at breakfast not be about my intestines or anything connected to them directly. Marcus will reach into a pocket and flick another packet towards Barmy. If you want to feel better, stick that into water when it gets here. See him kind of looking at the packet, looking at his water, looking at his other cup of coffee. He throws the packet into the water, starts drinking his coffee. Speaking of intestines, uh, you want sausage, Barmy? Uh, there's not an answer that besides yes for that. Okay. That is correct. That is correct. Yes, sausage. They got pepper. I need pepper. Wait, all of you are here. Mm-hmm. The sudden left eye twitch of alertness as he blinks back and forth, looking at walks, and then looking back at, at Marcus. And obviously not subtly at all, like, uh, uh, coffee, go, 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 and buries his face in it. Since we're all here. I would give, like to propose... Give people time to recover, and then let's go somewhere where we can talk without making the natives afraid. Fox is going to just stare a hole through Marcus's head and say, fine. Honestly, all of us walking off with a bit of disgruntle is going to cause a scene more than us sitting here. Well, we're less likely to cause a problem. Having a shouted argument about topics that pe these people don't know about and that might scare them half to death is probably not a good idea around people. Well, let my sausage come to the table first. I'm sure we can take some time to recover. I was glancing around the room trying to gauge the mood of the people who are around. See if she can pick up anybody saying anything. It's quiet chatter. It, the, the place is big enough where you're not ever really seated close to anyone unless it's, you know, evening packed bar style. Uh, right now, it's late breakfast crew. Most people, like mo most of the fishermen and whatnot who come here for breakfast have already ate and gone out for their fishing. So... There's like one or two other people in here besides you guys. Oh, okay. I'm trying to find, uh, doing a quick image search for the Rusty Dragon map 
so you guys have a reference. It's a pretty big place, honestly. Morana. Hmm. Uh, after we're done, after we're done with breakfast, how about we go to your place and have the discussion? I'm sure that would work, yes. I just uploaded an image of the Rusty Dragon ground floor, the bar room, into the art channel on the Discord. Damn. That is downright spacious. Yeah. Is that third rise supposed to be a stage? Yes. Um, pretty much every evening, Emiko goes up on stage and does a performance, and then anyone else who wants to do a live performance, like a uh, passing bard or something, can go up there and do something. But there's usually at least one song a night from Emiko. Did that disrupt everyone's train of thought on what, what they were discussing? Not for me. Marana's just eating. Okay. Uh, Atipa's finishing her breakfast. Marcus is just basically waiting for everyone to be ready, so... Ah, nothing like a good breakfast. I needed this. Wax will finish, you know, whatever water is left, slam his cup down and be like, see you at Marana's, and walk out. Atipa looks up at him with a concerned look in her face. Okay, off to Marana's. I'm coming. Marana will drop her chair back to four legs on the floor and <sighs> this will be fun. Alright, and stand to leave. And as she turns, she drops a couple of coins on the table as a tip. Well, I'll see you in a few then when my sausage gets here. I'll just take it with me. Oh. Take your time. Oh, I am. Mathana delivers your sausage to the table. It's got a couple pieces of toast next to it as well. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, how much do I owe you? You're all paid, it's fine. Beg your pardon? You all spent a lot of money last night. Several gold each. Uh, you will be covered here for at least a week. Oh. A week? Ooh. Well, I'm, I'm glad our spending outweighed whatever trouble we may have caused. What did we do? I don't know, but we're still allowed here, so it couldn't have been that bad. I guess so. Well, uh, you were somewhat intoxicated when we met last night, so... Somewhat? <laughs> yes, yeah. which is why I made sure I had those this morning. He just was uh, at the glasses. Uh, good thinking, Marcus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. uh... Bethana, here's a gold for you because you're putting up with our crap all the time. You're all too kind. And Fen will walk out. Barmy pours the uh, the water mixture of Marcus' stuff into one of his empty canteens. That probably had alcohol in it last night. And then takes his sausage sandwich and waddles out the door. For clarification, what is this stuff that you're giving them? It's Alchemist Kindness, I assume? It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So is everyone else leaving, or is it just by me? No, oh, I'm leaving as well. Yeah, okay. Marcus will wander with the, the group. Well, I was trying to get out of the door for everyone else, because I knew it'd get there last anyways. Long-legged livers. Take your time, Barmy. We don't have any immediate rush. Oh, say I said Marana. I am taking my time. You're the ones that are going fast. No, we were late, Barmy. That's the difference. I'll go with that. Take all the time you need. I'm sure by the time I'll get there, I'll be done with this sandwich. And then I'll have water to wash down whatever you're going to be talking about. Atipa finishes her breakfast, puts some coins on the table and gets ready to leave. See you in a bit. She gets up and leaves. Imagine if the rest of us are walking with Barmy, you'll probably catch up. No, I, I can walk with you. No problem. Okay. We could uh, skip ahead to everyone being at Marana's now? Sure. Yeah. Seems like it, yeah. Yeah, I got nothing else. Ox is just leaning against the front of the house or building, whatever. Well, I gets there first and looks at him and says, Long night, was it? There is much to discuss. Oh, I don't doubt it. I'm not quite sure how to discuss it. So this should go great. That's usually how all discussions end up going. Just have to play it the best you can. I'll try to help out if I can at some point, if I need to. He'll nod at that and just shrug. Like, okay. I guess it is what it is. Can't turn back the clock now. Whatever it is, I'm sure we'll find a way forward. We always tend to. One way or another. Indeed. Is everyone else here? I think so. You see them walking as a group up Main Street. I'll head inside and wait. Same. So, assuming everyone gets here, Wax is looking a little frustrated that much is apparent at this point. It's almost like he's struggling how to word to say what he wants to say. He just kind of just says under his breath, fuck it. I propose that we go down that hole and kill everything in there. Well, now, that's not what I was expecting you to say. We're on a blinks for a second. No, no, me either. Wait, I... Yeah, I, I had something to say myself. Sorry, Barmy, go ahead. I, no, I'm... I'm uh, did you make a deal? I didn't imagine that. You made the deal with him, right? A deal. But Multiple fair. deals. I've since learned or been told that I cannot trust him. So. Oh, there's a surprise. Oh, crazy guy right in the walls and somebody had to tell you? It's a fucking demon and a fucking worshipper of Lamashtu, a chosen worshipper of Lamashtu, and you expect either of them to actually keep their word? 
Browbeating will help no one. Hmm. Oh, yeah, there's that. Well, let, let's but... make this simpler. I'm not going to work with anyone willing to follow the teachings of Lamash to. Oh, and with that, Marcus gestures towards walks. Not about the teachings of Lamash to. I don't give two shits about her, her religion, or any of her followers. That's not what you said last night. I said I'll do what it takes to make sure that the Rune Lords can never return. That part is still true. And I shouldn't have threatened to kill you. I'm sorry. He did what? You actually threatened him? Like, verbally? You can do that? Yeah. Oh, what'd you say? I'm not repeating it. Yeah, we're past this point. I mean, we're going to go down there and and rectify the apparent issue. Uh, hopefully. Uh, wait, you just apologized. That's, are you drunk? What was in this water? I'm imagining shit. Marcus anyway, was in the water. Focus. Out of character. How sincere is Walks? Or does Walks come off as? Um, this is extremely painful and awkward for him. And he is just trying to get through the conversation itself. As far as sincerity goes, you don't sense any deception. Okay. Walks, you went back down there. You emerged wearing openly scars. My scars. Hmm. Make no mistake on that. You think I don't know the teachings of Lamashtu? You went back there. You come out of the hole looking like that. And then when I outright ask you if you worship Lamashtu, the answer isn't no. How the How in the name of the gods do you expect me to actually trust you? Everyone roll a perception of that. Even me? Yeah. All right, let's get off to a great start. <laughs> I will attribute whatever Barmy misses in this perception to him looking at Walks' scars and rubbing his lip and thinking, what's the big deal? <laughs> Carry on. Okay. Everyone notices at the phrase, in the name of the gods, just Marana do just ever so slightly, just like a twitch of an eye, just some sort of reaction to that. Not intentionally, just even Marana herself catches that she did it. <laughs> I'm not here to belabor the point, Marcus. I'm admitting I was wrong, and I am offering a solution. What's the solution? Kill them all. Beg your pardon? Uh, he's he was saying the thing that Marcus was saying yesterday. So that I imagine they would be on the same page, but it doesn't sound like it. Exactly. <clears throat> who and who are we going to kill? Everything down in that hole. What? I I have to agree with this because uh, it's followers of Lamashtu down there. Hmm. We have to do this. Speaking of, 
I'm I'm in for it because um, I don't like them having former people as zombie slaves. Zombies or slaves. But zombie slaves are definitely worse. I don't really give a shit about the religious stuff. Hmm. Oh, you should. How many people had a pleasant night's sleep last night? Actually, not too bad. Uh, legit question, uh, GM. Uh, do I remember having a pleasant sleep? No, you don't remember sleeping. You don't remember <laughs> last night. You I had to ask. I never have a pleasant night's sleep. Last night was no different. No better, no worse. By the way, did anybody take my mustache with them last night? I couldn't find it. What? I lost my stash. You lost your boots and now your stash? No, I got my boots. Oh, okay. But once I took it off last night, I have no idea where it went. Wow, this feels really, really awkward. Do you still need it? I don't know. Anyways, uh, assholes downstairs? Yep. Where was all this yesterday? Uh, when you two were basically bickering it about, and I uh, wasn't sure which side of you I was going to punch. Him or you or both. Because hmm. you two were about to go at it for the wrong reasons, when the right reasons were staring right at us. It what? wasn't a fight that I felt I could get into when you two were acting like you were going to kill each other and I didn't know who was going to be on my side. Fair. I can understand that. What, what changed your mind? Like I said, I had gotten some new information. Exactly how did you retrieve that information? Did you go down there again or what? He'll, uh, withdraw the revelation quill and hold it up between his fingers. And twirling it, he'll be almost fixated on it. It knows things. And at that, where was that conversation? DMs. Yes. Yeah, Marcus is immediately going to focus on the quill and start trying to identify what it is. Remind me, is that Spellcraft or is that Arcana? Spellcraft. Thank you. Wax, how do you know that Quill tells the truth? Well, I suppose strictly speaking, I don't. But he will produce another sheet of paper and hold it out. Marana rolled a nat one on identifying this thing. My rolls are on fire today. Marana, you know it is a very beautiful peacock's feather. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to be some sort of artifact, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about what I figured. Yeah, uh, Barmy, this thing could sell for a pretty penny. Like, several thousand gold. At minimum. And uh, Finn and Marcus, both of you identify this quill as a revelation quill. The quill can, once per day, essentially 
casts like an augury type spell let you know if a course of action or outcomes are favorable or not for certain tasks etc but additionally once per week it can cast divination or contact other plane the paper that walks pulls out he'll just hold it out kind of for whoever wants to take it first Marcus would definitely want to have a look in what language a comment but quite did you say Marcus would be the one to take it Mm -hmm. It, unless oh. anyone else is immediately doing it, he will, yeah. No. Uh, you go ahead. On it, you see the contents of what I just posted in four players. Wow, these uh, these answers are kind of roundabout. Do you have any information about who or what this Quill contacts? Yes. Exactly who were you talking to? I'm not entirely sure. So how can you trust this? Either it's some spirit who can tell us things about the world around us, or it's a product of auto-writing in my own mind. Either way, I'm now questioning some quick decisions I made over the past couple days. Like going back in the to the cave dungeon? That had a silver lining, but it was probably ultimately not wise. What prompted you to ask these questions? At the end of the day, the tribe is everything. And I realized I was a threat to my tribe. He says, looking at all of you. Just to be explicitly clear on this... Who or what are you counting as your tribe? He just gestures vaguely toward the group. You don't count yourself as part of your people anymore? That's nonsense. Of course I do. But tribes gain members and they lose members. As long as the tribe continues, that's all that's ultimately important. Uh, So for you, a tribe's not strictly a blood or birth thing? Never. Okay... Do you have any inkling of what type of entity that was torturing you? I'm not talking about that. Atipa raises an eyebrow. Oh, he'll, he already kind of said he had no true way to define who he was talking to. I mean... About me, no, that's not what was asked. Don't, don't worry about it. If someone in the group is worried about it, I'm worried about it. Whether or not I understand it, I'm going to worry. All right. Uh, Finn and Marcus, both of you identified this tool and and have a little bit more information than the rest of the group on what it is and how it's used. Um, Based on this parchment that was handed out and how many questions there were and answers, you both kind of quickly come to the conclusion that uh, he likely used the contact other plane aspect of this magical tool. And you know that that spell has, depending on who you contact, the ability to answer these questions. But the answers, again, depending on who was contacted, could be actively beneficial or harmful in how the answers go about. Uh, The way the spell works, there's a random chance roll for each answer. 
And the answers range in spectrum based on that role of yes, no, unknown, or a lie. So those words specifically don't have to be used. They could be synonyms or something that conveys the same meanings. But yeah, each one of these answers is either yes, no, unknown, or it is a flat out lie. You have no idea of knowing what. The other side of it is the answers are given in accordance with the agenda and knowledge of who or what you are contacting. Also true. And you have no idea who he contacted because when in, when that question was asked, he was unsure himself. Yeah. I'm assuming that Walks has not given off any sense of falsehood in anything he's said so far. Um like any sense that he's trying to mislead or lie or omit anything except the stuff he obviously won't talk about just that he's trying to hold back emotions okay for you guys to know magic how can we determine if this is true or not with great difficulty all right, it's box. You truly believe that what's down there is an issue now, right? We're all on the same page with that. You will not. Do I pick up any misgivings or anything like that off of the nod? Like, is it nerves, frustration? Or at least, if my role is applicable here, that is. Both frustrated and determined. It sounds like we all have the same idea of what needs to be done. Can we do it and worry about the other stuff later? The longer it's down there, the worse this is going to get. It seems like he's definitely intent on rectifying the problem that we should have done yesterday. Or was it the day before? It's been a long night. The problem I have with that is ultimately one of the first things we did once we started discussing and once we could see exactly what was going on down there, Walks made a deal with a demon. Made a wish from a demon who very much warps and twists the wishes to cause harm and we all knew that because we had literally talked about it before we went down there we did exactly what did he wish for yeah walks is visibly confused by this power you did didn't you sure like and Oh, so you mean that the demon is going to twist his wish force? I think it already did. How? And what if we eliminate the demon? Or can he turn Wox into his puppet? I highly doubt that, but that's not the point I'm trying to make here. Do tell me. We discussed the nature of this demon and how making wishes and deals with it is a really really bad option then the first thing that walks does when we're down there of any significance wait, wait. besides talking is make a wish and make a deal with it 
when we went down there, none of us knew there was a fucking demon down there. No, we were talking with someone. But once it was... Who? That servant of Lamashtu, the mad one. Oh, so we trust one servant of Lamashtu, but not the other. No, we don't. Or at least I don't. Apparently Walks does, or did, because he then went and made a second deal. So, fundamentally, my problem here is I don't trust Walks... I don't trust your judgment. I don't trust your motives right now. And you seem sincere, but frankly, part of me is wondering if this is all some elaborate you trying to lead us into a trap. So what are you saying? It sounds like the priorities of eliminating the demon are under something else. If it were anyone but walks insisting that we go down there. Quite frankly, I don't care. If it means getting those things down there out from under my home, I'm with it. I am curious if you knew this was a mistake and you were preeminently aware of the ramifications. Why didn't you say anything at the time? I assumed that the conversation that we had was still fresh in your mind. And if you, as an individual, knowing the risks and the consequences, decided you wanted to make a deal with a demon, I'm not going to abrogate your free will. I just think it's a monumentally bad idea. The fact that I was the only one who seemed to say anything afterwards. Could I have spoken up more to try and derail this? Yes. Was I actually expecting you to make a deal with the demon? No. Given, as we said, what we just discussed. Was I then expecting you to go and make a deal with the follower of Lamashtu? Absolutely not. But at that point, I had no idea what you were thinking or what your priorities were. Because you just wandered off. They didn't seem to be stopping me. So it felt like I had free roam of the place and I tried to use that to my advantage. As for the deal, the second one, the intent was to be able to use any kind of common understanding to make our mission easier. Did that come at a cost? Sure, that I was willing to pay. But the cost is apparently much larger than what I thought. You didn't anticipate some of the long-term consequences of your actions. I thought it was something I could bear alone. But even in a day, it's kind of shattered whatever unity we've already built. And that's unacceptable to me. So you regret that you took that deal? And my mind is racing with conflicting thoughts and urges on how to rectify it. Do you sincerely want to go down that hole and, and root them out? I sincerely do. I do too. I'm just asking walks. Indeed. Because In I have to agree with Morana. We need to get get rid of them. 
All I will say is this. In spite of whatever thoughts I could have on the way it was done, those are immaterial. I see that what you did was to try and buy this place some window of safety from whatever they're doing down there. And in in just completely disregarding yourself, the thought of the effect on yourself to do it. That... Right. You have my thanks. Regardless of whether it was the right or wrong way to go about it, like I said, in this situation, immaterial. Well, I may have my own thoughts on this place as of late and specifically the people in charge of it it is still my home oh that was yesterday oh yes it was Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah I'm gonna do this for you know this, this group but if what it further takes to ensure the safety of this place is to destroy everything down there well hmm I will ensure oh, it. Oh, tell me we get to put something's head on her desk. Please, can we do that? I will walk in there and drop the scribbler's head on it myself. Okay, I obviously missed something here. Mm, yeah, you did. Yeah, the mayor's a shit brick, mate. Oh, okay. Run that's a hand through her hair. Uh, that's I the think least you could say. Hat to some more. Good description. What happened with the mayor? When I went yesterday, well, when we came out, you'll remember I said I was going to appraise the mayor of the situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I went to do so, I was met with rage. Uh, Basically told that all... I and we do are create messes in this town and leave her to pick it up and accused of being a disaster magnet. I believe were her exact words. And even had the temerity, no, temerity's not the right word, the unmitigated gall to tell me that because of that, my family's death might be my fault. You can imagine that this elicited an emotional reaction, which was what led me to stop hiding what I am, because I figured if they want to accuse me of things, they might as well see the face of who they are accusing. So, yes, let's go down there and clean out that nest of whatever... And then I will take <laughs> the utmost joy in rubbing her sanctimonious face in it. Well, I had planned to talk to the mayor about something. Seems like that's going to be a more interesting conversation than I thought. Oh, have fun with that. I won't be with you. Yeah, don't count on me either, Marcus. I'm sorry. I won't be doing this for Sandpoint at all. 
I wonder if our mere presence in this town is like a wild auroch. Mm, according to her, maybe, but again, as we know, those in power tend to not understand the things that we have to do while they sit in their comfortable office. True, but even a gentle giant can unwillingly cause harm. Marana shrugs. Wait, wait, hey, whoever called you, who called you gentle? I must know. It's a comparison, Barmy. This didn't actually literally happen. Oh, oh, okay. Compared to what? Oh, comparing you to a gentle giant. Right, right. <laughs> he just kind of narrowed his eyes at Barmy like, what? Shrug it off. I'm just waiting for us to go down and kill the fucking demons, mate. And the zombies. And hopefully the squibber majigger, if he's still down there. I'm fairly certain he will be. If you don't mind, Marana. Hmm? What happened to your family? Why was that a weapon she thinks she could use against you? <sighs> I suppose. Oh, I guess. All right. I'll tell you what I remember. It was not long after the last great fire in Sandpoint. We were just out having a normal day and walking through town. It was the first day that most of the town felt safe again and things were starting to return to normal. We were Walking along, having a conversation after visiting the market. Some of the buildings had not been completely shored up from the damage. As we were passing one, there was a structural collapse. Buried all of us. And somehow, I was... The only one to be able to be pulled from underneath. Uh, I reaches up and starts rubbing her temple a little. I I remember seeing the sunlight as the rubble that was on top of me was moved and being pulled out from underneath it I remember trying to help move more of it and seeing when panned or West over eye here and there and 
That's all I remember. Did you ever learn how or why the building collapsed? No. I assume it was damage from the fire. I was, uh, for a, for a time after that, things are, let's just say I don't remember much for a time after that. Does that make sense, Hardiff? Like, are Sandpoint's uh, buildings on average pretty sturdy, or? Most of the town is built out of wood. The late unpleasantness, which was the fires after the serial murder, which were talked about very heavily at the beginning of this whole campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, not the whole town of a Sandpoint burned down, but, like, almost half of it did burn or have some damage of some form from that, yeah. Okay. But that was, like, five years ago. Six years ago now. You say you don't remember anything after that at all? Bits and pieces. Like, were you in a hospital, or...? I... I don't know. Hmm. What is the first thing you remember? Uh, clearly I would say not long before not long before the goblin attack started all of this I assume it was my mind protecting me from trauma of what happened I have worked extensively to bury those memories not acknowledge them it's it's easier for me that way but of course I said earlier I never have a peaceful night's sleep and that's because I relive it every night so Whatever could be disturbing people's sleep, in fairness, would seem like a respite for me. Does Marana seem like she's at her limit with the story, or is she like just being generally open to questions? She's not quite teetering. You know, she's still answering them. It's it's hard to tell more than that. This is the the past two days are the most emotion the group has seen out of her since they started traveling together. So it's it's hard to really tell because there's there's no baseline. To estimate from. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Don't know why the mayor would think to use that against you in any way. She shrugs, pours a glass of wine with a slightly shaking hand. Marana, thank you. And if you need anything, I have most of what I need. Thank you. 
The hole in the roof. Sorry. I had wondered if all of this had something to do with it. I'm sure it will be fixed eventually. That was what I was planning on talking to the mayor about, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she was behind it all. The mayor? I don't... I don't... No. I don't delve into conspiracy. The... The plain fact is, as I've said before, the only real fate is random. You just never know. Sometimes things just happen. Marana just takes a long sip from her glass. She's not really looking at anything in particular. Also look at Marcus and ask, are we good for the moment? There's a very... He, he goes to speak and then stops a couple of times. Obviously taking time to choose words. Since you didn't respond right away, he's paying very close attention to you. What's kind of the look on your face? Slightly conflicted. Marcus is obviously still kind of torn about how to answer this. Did you make any other deals when we, when you were down there? Uh, the only deal I made was about Sandpoint. Uh, no, when you returned, I mean. Oh, when I went down there yesterday evening? Yes. No. I was trying to learn more about Lamash 2 and how, again, I might be able to use her power against the Rune Lords. That didn't really go anywhere. I talked about scars and got the encouragement to show mine. So I did. Which still feels uncomfortable. And I was also encouraged to torture you for as long as possible until you finally die. That's why I started asking other questions. He gives a slow nod at that. Torture us all? I highly doubt that. I think it's... Was me specifically, yes? Yep. He says very obviously not proud. I assumed you guessed even before we talked. Say oh, that again. I assume you guessed before we talked on the surface? Or was this some other animosity? No, the the torture was mentioned. I left the hole. Then we had our argument. I, I th okay. It's a minor detail anyway. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, on that note, uh, getting back down there is going to be, um, interesting. Uh, 
the staircase is pretty much gone. Uh, and, you know, I imagine there's a, a great big hole in the thing that was sealing the gap. Otherwise, the demon couldn't have cast reverse gravity. But I imagine that we're still going to have difficulty getting in conventionally. Uh, just to add a little context for the other people who haven't put it together yet. When Walks went in the other evening, knowing he was down there, I sealed the hole and tried to collapse it. I thought he was trying to kill me with that little maneuver. Well, what else would you do with that? To be clear, Walks was not in any immediate danger from me sealing it, but seeing him go down there again, I made a rash judgment of my own. I hadn't anticipated that Walks might have difficulty in getting out again. It wasn't the wasn't a question of ability, it was a question of time. I yes, I hadn't realized that you couldn't simply take the form of el an elemental again and walk out. But indeed. <laughs> did I want you to trap you down there to make sure that you and those things down there couldn't unleash anything? Yes. Because I had no idea why you were going in there. So Today is not at all going in anywhere near at all what I expected, but I will do and this. Now imagine how the rest of us are thinking about that. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, the, the thought that you went back down there, I was like, why? And then he tries to marry you. Like, why? Like, he could ask you. Like, he sees you going in, just waits. And says, oh, I'm just going to bury you. What? Both of you are off the bits last night. I was going to seal that hole regardless. I just did it somewhat faster and a little more hurried than I originally planned. I didn't want anything in there being able to get out again. So the easy path is stuffed with rocks and dirt. Do we have another way in there to solve this issue? Wait, I thought the rocks and whatnot fell off to the side like around it. I thought the shaft itself was clear. Some will have fallen back down when the spell ended. Some? But, but yeah. But not all. And the rest, you know, property damage. But it's, it's probably a path if we want to go down, like climb down or fly down. But... More realistically, Dimension Door is probably a better way in. The bottom of the stairs should be at least mostly intact. And that's outside the temple itself, so if there's any issue with wardings or what have you, we should be able to get in there still. Don't suppose we could acquire an earthquake scroll? could be done and over with in a matter of seconds. If I had ready access to something like that, I would already have used it. But that's a lot of money, and there's no guarantee it will work. Because that's Thessalonian reinforced stone down there. It might take two, three, five, ten earthquakes 
to actually properly collapse it, and then who knows what damage that'll do to the buildings above. For you guys, who knows magic? When walks with birds went down there again and made this deal, could they have put some spell on walks? There is no extra enchantment effect, if that's what you're worried about. In him making that wish, can the demon read his mind? Given the way the wish was worded as power to defeat the rune lords? Unlikely, but not impossible. This is wish we're talking about. It is an immensely powerful spell. So, in theory, he can read Wax's mind and know what we're up to? Mm, that is l far less likely. It would depend on the capabilities of that specific demon. And it's a weird one. Because it's still here. But, yeah. Could anyone in that cave read our minds? Possibly. Even the scribbler? I would, I would be very surprised if they were able to do it without some detectable presence. If I try to read your thoughts and you instinctively resist, you will still be aware that you've resisted something if you succeed. And for something like that, I mean... Plenty of us have strong enough wills that are strong enough in the mind that, that we can shake that sort of thing off. It's, it's kind of a requirement to to doing advanced magics. Having that... Yeah, anyway. So, what's the plan? Well, only reliable entrance is the front door, basically. If we go back down there as a group, then it's going to be pretty obvious what's going on. I've been warned off once already, so I doubt even me going back there by myself will be welcomed. I'm afraid it's it stands likely to be a more brutal fight than we would like. That said, I did prepare some spells to help mitigate that. We go in expecting the fight. Hopefully we catch them by surprise. Pretty much. And I guess we can't use the teleporting. Sure we can. We don't need the big powerful teleports, we just need short range. Dimension door will do it. I should be able to... Well, maybe. I'm not an arcanist by any stretch of the imagination. But I should be able to describe the back rooms to Zalias's personal quarters. So that way we don't have to deal with that big area all at once. You remember where it was relative to the entrance? Yeah, it's a small place. Well now. Couldn't that be a 
good way to take them by surprise? Probably. My only concern is if they've... Was it unhallowed? Or desecrated? I don't know. We will have to uh, deal with the guards and wards again. It was foggy again when I went back down there. Mm. Oh, something else I noticed is when I was going back there, there was another spell that tried to go off. I was able to resist it fine, but did I ever identify that furtive? I do not recall. Okay. So, watch out for that. Do you remember where it was? So, there's a an entrance to a hallway that leads to his personal quarters. And it was the entrance to the hallway upon approaching and going through it that I had to resist that effect. You didn't spot anything before that? Any rooms or glyphs? No. Okay. My, my only concern about teleporting directly to your study is that there might be some sort of warding that might prevent it, but ultimately if that's the case, we can just try again with a different target. So, if we're going to do this, Anybody have any preparations they need to make? Well, it depends on how long it's going to take for the for you to get us down there, I guess. If we're teleporting, seconds. Oh, okay. Uh, Bernard pulls out his shiny mug, takes a few swigs. Well, after we've cast appropriate spells. Oh, uh, like I said, I prepared what I could think of so I do have some protections to cast first but then I am good to go just let me know if we're committed I will be ready whenever same here me too that's all the time we have for now to learn more about the show, the cast, etc., head over to wayward-expeditions.com. <laughs>